It's Wednesday, May 1st, 2019. I'm Harvey Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Chennai, India. We are grateful to be Josh Caldwell and I here in India, and specifically in Chennai, with our dear brother Isaac at Steps Home for Girls. And so we want to talk just a little bit today about uh, Steps Home and, and Isaac and Tara and the vision that the Lord gave them to start this home. But uh, Josh and I have been in India uh, this week, and we have been meeting with Kara and then obviously with our partners here in Chennai, and then we will end out in Bangalore. And so, Josh, before uh, we introduce Isaac and talk a little bit about steps, will you just talk about the importance of this trip towards intercountry adoption and just the ministry overall that the Lord has called us to in India? Yeah, I think um, the, the big thing that we want to do when we're going on these trips is to build relationships. We want to continue to build relationships with central government officials, with uh, those that are processing adoption paperwork, and and those that are seeing our family's dossiers. I think that's really important for us to, to understand, to learn, to listen. Um, and in all those situations, we are um, we're, we come at a place where we come we come humbly. We come with asking the question. I think Herbie would attest to this. One of the big questions we always ask is how can we how can we get better? Like what can we do? from the adoption side, the paperwork side, uh, to make things more streamlined, to make things clearer. And that is one of our big missions when we're talking about the adoption part of the ministry is we're really trying to make sure that we're being good partners with the central government. We also met with the U.S. Embassy and um, some of the same things are, how are we processing our visa paperwork? How are our families doing uh, when they're coming to that end of the process? And we're always trying to, to see and find ways that we can look at things uh, more clearly. And then from the overall ministry standpoint, I think one of the things that is uh, just impactful is continue that idea, that theme of relationships. I mean, we want to uh, continue our relationships in Delhi, but we want to make sure that also here in Southern India and Chennai, and then in the next couple of days in Bangalore, that we are continuing relationships with those that are like-minded, have the like heart, and that is the heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ and for the care of the fatherless. And so we've seen a lot of growth in our India adoption program specifically. We had uh, 12 children come home in 2018. We've already had 10 children come home in the first quarter of 2019 and certainly hope to see more children come home to missional Christian families. Uh, if folks want to learn more about the India adoption program, what's the, what's the next step? The, some of the best next steps for those folks that are interested in learning more is we have a third Thursday webinar every Thursday, third Thursday of the month. You can go to our website, lifelinechild.org, and go to the events page or the calendar, and you can learn more about our webinar. You can also just email info at lifelinechild.org, and we can get you to somebody on our India team. But then, Herbie, every family can... Go ahead and fill out the pre-application. The pre-application is free. It takes less than five minutes to fill out. And you can mark India on that pre-application. You also get to see our faith statement. And you get to see uh, the things that we are really holding close and dear to our heart from our faith perspective. And you can uh, fill that out, mark India. And then one of our team members will actually give you a call back if you're interested. So those are three ways that you can learn more about the India Adoption Program. And so really the work in India for Lifeline started six and a half years ago when I first came 
to visit my brother Isaac Monogram here in Chennai. And uh, the neat thing about Isaac and Tara, his wife, are that they also are adoptive parents uh, of Satara and of Tarun. And so they uh, have experienced adoption firsthand as a family. And then the Lord led them to start Steps Home for the Girl Child. And so, Isaac, my brother, talk a little bit more about God's call on your and Tara's life, specifically to start this home. It actually began close to 20 three years ago. Um, before that, prior to that, I was not open to adoption at all. And um, my wife always wanted to adopt, but in my case, I was close. And it took God to break my heart and bring me to a place of uh, surrender and came to the realization that I was once in the kingdom of darkness and he brought me to his marvelous light, and it was through a mentor uh, that, who spoke into me late into the night and said, why not you consider adopting? Your wife has a desire, and the greatest gift that you can give to your wife is to put a smile on her face and on her heart. And that night I said, maybe, and the rest was history, uh, pretty much. My wife took that as a yes, and uh, ladies don't want to wait. So the next day she started going and shopping for little girls. We were not even sure at that time that it was going to be a girl. But 23 years ago, God gave us a baby girl. His name is Sitara. And then three years later, uh, it was, I always thought adoption was we giving purpose and meaning to, to a child. But it was just the other way around. Uh, it was a child that t changes your entire perspective. Till then, we were very happy with two dogs, a German Shepherd and a Golden Retriever. But when our baby girl came and walked into our hearts, it was no turning back. And three years later, now I was telling my wife, I think we should be thinking of the second child. And God provided a beautiful son uh, from the same home and today we have two beautiful children but it didn't end there we looked around and we saw so many girl children uh, who were vulnerable under siege just because they were girls of no mistake or choice of theirs and we put our finger to realize that there are three reasons that these children had to be rescued and we came to realize that from the clutches of abortion, abuse, and abandonment. And in the last, it's been 12 years since steps began, and now to see a close to 45 children uh, to have gone through our home, it's been a very, very gratifying experience. And I know uh, in the late 1800s, Amy Carmichael came from the United Kingdom and really to, to bring missions to, the, to India. Mm -hmm. And the Lord started filling her quiver with these children. But it's so awesome to see the way he's doing that for you and Tara. But as Indians who are really not just taking care of these girl children, but having a ministry. And so one of the things we've even done today is be able to sit with women from local churches who have this heart to advocate. So talk about how it's gone from just a home for these girls to uh, this, this whole initiative of Save the Girl Child? 
steps is a prototype of rescuing a girl child and seeing what can happen. The statistics are staggering. Our brother Josh said there are 150 million children who are often today in our world. Out of that, 22 million come from India. And out of that 22 million, 18 million are girl children. And steps we have been able to see is only the tip of the iceberg. But there are girl children out there who need a home. And I believe the church has failed in its mission. If every church, if every church member can, an awareness can be created and told what is at stake, I think we can have a major part in bringing down the numbers of the abandoned girls. 30 years ago, adoption was a, a, a stigma for Indian parents to uh, adopt. Now, it's the other way around. There's a big waiting list of our children having to be adopted. So, the, God, I just ended 25 years of ministry with Freedom in Christ, and, I, and this is a new season for me and my wife. If it gives another 25 years, this is where we want to invest our lives, into the lives of Indian girl children who otherwise, who, who's, God's heart is for them. So currently there are 19 uh, young ladies. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, 23 years ago, the yes to Tara ended up in seeing little Satara come into your home, but really it was 21 children coming into your life with the 19 girls here at Steps. So talk a little bit about just the way that, that you these girls are, are not just girls in a home, but even today they, they're calling you daddy and Tara mom, but they're really a part of a family. One of the things we consciously decided right at the beginning when we were wondering how to bring up these children. And in consulting with a few friends who've done similar homes, I still remember an American lady in Sri Lanka who came there years ago, started a home. She said, one of the things, Tara and Isaac, you need to be thinking about is bring them up as your own, with no inhibitions, and that they are your own children. And when you do that, it becomes easy. And when, I, when we met with a group of ladies from our church, and I asked that question, how do you perceive uh, our children, they said, we don't even think of them as orphan children. We think of them as Tara and Isaac's children. In a way, that's a blessing that what you shared about today, about Ruth, that God gives, uh, there's, there's no class. And these are children who come from the lowest of the lowest of class that call the Dalits. Nobody will want to touch them. A child welfare officer, a Muslim man, came and said, every time I come to your home, I don't see your children sitting down on the floor and eating, but they sit with you on the table and they eat with you. That talks about a lot about what you believe and what you follow. Amen. Yes. And certainly the gospel has been proclaimed through that in so many different ways, tangibly and verbally, as you and Tara continue to care for these women. Specifically, how can people be praying for steps for you, for Tara, and for the local church here in Chennai to get more engaged with orphan care? Um, what, what was interesting is every year at Good Friday, a couple of us were shared in our church. And this Good Friday, I spoke on the seventh word. 
and I share a very personal story about how we rescued a girl child who was left at the front of a railway station and the social workers came and rescued her. Three minutes later they said, where is your home? They took her back and her mother came from inside the home and she said, I don't know this child, please take her away. I shared that story, but our God the Father welcomes you and me who are often, who are abandoned, who are wayward and says come home. And I think we want to create an awareness to our people that we need to, uh, one of our young people said, if we are a child of God, a Christian, if you are a follower, how can you not think about these children? So we want to intentionally take this and we want this to begin in our church and we're grateful for Lifeline to come alongside to put together a plan of how do we start the churches to disciple these little children uh, and when they are 18 that they can make a conscious decision of whom they want to follow. After all, it's not a religion. Christianity is not a, a religion. It's a relationship with a living Savior. And that is our hope and dream for each of our children, that we would walk in the footsteps of Him, that they would follow us. So we have Hindu children, we have Muslim children, we have a mix, but at the age of 18, that they would make a conscious decision. Amen. So, obviously, anyone that wants to learn more about Steps Home for Girls here in Chennai can go to lifelinechild.org. Uh, if you'll go to our unadopted page, you can learn more. But, but Isaac, you also have a website and ways that people can connect directly. Tell us a little bit about how someone could either connect directly with Steps or give to the mission here of what the Lord is doing. The simplest would be, Brother Herbie, if it's North America, it would be good if they get in touch with Lifeline. Um, that would be the simplest way. If there's somebody who's in India and wants to know more about our work and wants to get involved and partner, it's www.stepshome.in. Okay. That's the website you go to. But if you're from the West and you're from North America, we would urge you to go to Lifeline and Unadopted's website. Well, I love this brother, and uh, one of the things from his story is his father uh, is mentioned in Billy Graham's biography, Just As I Am. His, Isaac's father was the translator for Billy Graham whenever he would come to India, and Isaac's father would translate the message of the hope of the gospel. And what I love about this brother is he has taken the ministry of his father and taken it to the next level not just by translating the gospel verbally, but by showing it uh, tangibly and, the, and investing it in the lives of these 19 girls, who I am confident that that investment will not turn void. These young women will become children of God, every single one of them, and they will be ministers unto his name in this country, in this city, and throughout this nation. So while his father translated, this man has taken it and made it tangible. So. Josh, just in closing, one of the things that we got to do and be a part of today was facilitating local believers manifesting the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. Talk about why that's such an important part, not just our mission statement, but tangibly why we see that as being such a big calling of ours when we're on the field in places like India. Well, we believe that, that God set up the church for his plan A to send the gospel to the nation. So the, the church... The Church of Jesus, um, the the local body of believers, is how the Lord has set up His plan to 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 see the gospel go forth through the nations. And 
uh, at the same time to care for the vulnerable. And so we believe that through the local church is how we will see the most effective ministry to vulnerable children, to the vulnerable population of uh, the sojourner, the widow, and the orphan. And the local church is, is uh, the mechanism and the, the place from which that ministry needs to go through. And, and Lifeline really uh, wants, to, wants to partner. Lifeline wants to be the one that is helping to connect uh, and equip um, local bodies of believers so that the church will go forth in those local contexts. And I think that is, that is the essence of our mission and that is the reason uh, why we want to engage churches all over the world. And we, we would love for you, if, you have, um, if you're listening to this today and you, you have a, a church local body of believer connection and you want to see churches get engaged in orphan care, we would love to know about it. We'd love to start a dialogue with you about what that looks like to see local churches in your community in the U.S. and all over the world engage in caring for the fatherless and spreading the name of Jesus. So don't forget that this week is our prayer focus on India. We are just continuing to pray, even as we've seen today, that the church would get engaged, that it would be bold and steadfast, and that national pastor, pastors and other national leaders like Isaac would grow in the midst of persecution to make the gospel visible through the way that they care and to make it vocal by the way that they speak. And so as well, just pray uh, for continued meetings. We had great meetings with Cara on Tuesday, meetings that we believe were very fruitful, but continue to pray for the favor of the Lord to rest upon our ministry as we seek to take the gospel and to manifest it through the local church to orphans and vulnerable children. Well, thanks for listening to Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.